Welcome to, I guess, we're, yeah, we're on the, what, third episode now of Middle Eight Madness? And um, today we are joined by Alpha Media, or uh, you guys might know him as Harrison. But Alpha, tell tell the people what you do and what it is that uh, you have to say on the beautiful YouTubes. Uh, hello, first and foremost. I always feel weird with the introduction here because I just don't want to be like, hi. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, my name is Harrison. I run a channel called Alpha Media, short for Always Forward Media. And basically, my goal is to just sort of be a very introductory, sort of casual, friendly guy to recommend you albums and genres and get you into music that you might not be familiar with. Whereas you have other guys on YouTube that are going deep into some crazy analysis on freaking freaking Merzbo some or people, something but like who I was gonna say are you taking jabs at me already <laughs> I'm not taking jabs at anyone I'm just saying that I want to be the much more casual hey you heard yeah. of this yeah I like I'd love to transition almost into that sort of model because I feel like my videos would kind of happen faster and like I listen to so much stuff that I don't get to cover in my videos that mm. like I love that you kind of kind of are like getting at things that are, are happening now whereas like sometimes I just don't have the chance to do that but mm. I digress it's just sort of whatever happens whatever uh, meltdown I go in two nights before I need to get a video out and then I just don't do anything for the next uh, 48 hours <laughs> you're killing it though dude well uh, today uh, Matt do you want to fill us fill the audience in on exactly what we're debating on today yeah so today we are talking about the great Kanye West some say I say the greatest artist that ever lived, uh, and, and I think he might say as well. Um, mm -hmm. But <laughs> sure. we're going to be debating uh, his greatest album of all time, solo album of all time. And mm -hmm. uh, in in the left corner we have Frank um, weighing two hundred and I don't know how much Frank weighs. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not two hundred pounds. I <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know how tall we're you going. are. So like. <laughs> Kind of What's your BMI? Yeah, um, I'm I'm in a healthy I'm in a healthy weight range. Yeah, that's okay, good. Cool. That's good. You want to be healthy anyway. Yeah. So he's gonna be uh, fighting for graduation, and then uh, on mm -hmm. the other side we have Harrison, and he's gonna be talking about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Overrated. <laughs> so says Frank. <laughs> I don't know. This was tough. This was tough for me to pick. I, I was initially going with uh, the life of Pablo because mm -hmm. um, I just think it's kind of. Uh, a good synthesis of of Kanye's sound over time, and yeah, as, as I was listening through again to the kind of some of even the older albums, something about graduation really stuck out to me, and uh, and and yeah, I'll fill you in on exactly why I think so. But Harrison, any any reason to pick uh, like briefly? Any reason why you decided to pick My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Frank, the easiest reason is that it's my favorite album of all time. Oh, it's your favorite album of all time, yep. period? Ever, period. All time. Oh, God, okay, so I'm, I'm in for uh, a tough fight then. Let me okay. tell you that I saw Kanye West live on the Yeezus tour, and there were hmm. tears streaming down my face man. when he played Runaway. <laughs> oh, man, I'm jealous. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't seen Kanye in concert yet, but it's still something that I'd love to, I don't, to see. I don't know if, I, if we ever will. I mean, I don't know, because, like, I mean, he's doing some different things these days, and uh, I mean, apparently he's never gonna curse again. So if he, if you do see him live, yeah, he's gonna be giving you the VeggieTales version. Did he nice. did he curse on that new Travis Scott song that he did? Um, no, he almost sort of cursed no on cursing in it? the single with uh, Ty Dolla Sign, FKA Twigs, and uh, <laughs> how did he Skrillex. how did he almost curse on it? So like he was he he kind of like tries to say shit, but he go he goes shh. You know, oh. uh, okay. <laughs> in classic like bling era radio friendly fashion, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, is Kanye still running for president? Is this a real thing? He actually is. Yeah, he's on uh like I think like f twelve ballots or something like that. He's not on my ballot mm. though, so I yeah, won't have that states, like kicked him off or whatever because they were just like tampering. Yeah, they were saying so that he, he essentially has no chance of winning. Yeah, none at but all. But he's doing it anyways, kind of. Right. Thing. I okay. mean, that's pretty much the Kanye energy that we've come to expect. Yeah. Instead of instead of just following up, giving us an album that would make him millions, <laughs> like let's focus on a campaign where we're well, going to lose millions. Exactly. And alienate fans. That's well, galaxy think, brain stuff right there. Right. Yeah. And see, this is an example of where that new Kanye, that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Kanye started kind of getting in the way of his music. Uh -oh. and, you say that you know, new uh -oh. Kanye? That's new Kanye? Uh -oh. Well, I mean, that's newer Kanye. Like, old Kanye is That's graduation. golden age Kanye, baby. Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, who's going first in this madness round? Yeah. So uh, I did the little randomizer earlier, um, and mm-hmm. Frank, you will be going first again. Oh, okay, okay. See, I don't, I don't, I'm scared because I don't know what like if Harrison's saying this is his favorite album of like all time. <laughs> this guy's listened to this album at least like forty times. Yeah, so, you said 40? 40. 40. <laughs> Brother, it's a lot more than 40. Those are rookie numbers. Okay, there you go. Even more than that. All I, right. I will tell you that um, I'm about like two hours asleep. I just got back from soccer. My brain is mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. I haven't prepared anything. So it's a good balancing act that we're but, running here. Okay. But you're kind of Perfect. emulating so I have that. somewhat of an advantage. You're kind of emulating that Kanye energy. Like no preparation. Just like go for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, going into it. I mean, it hasn't served him well recently, but we'll... <laughs> We'll see. All right, let's start off. Let's start off with talking about graduation. Like I said, it was tough to kind of, you know, pick something that I thought would encapsulate um, what I believe to be Kanye's best album. When I picked this, I thought I wanted to pick an album that if I was going to tell somebody about Kanye West and the magic that is his music and his production, I'm going to start out with graduation because graduation killed mainstream gangster rap. It changed the entire landscape of rap. And mind you, Kanye would do it again with 808s, but it started here. It was Kanye's literal graduation into the rap world after college dropout and late registration. Um, And there was that little sales feud he had going with 50 Cent uh, when 50 Cent was releasing Curtis at the time, seeing who would kind of outsell each other. And Kanye won. He, he, He changed rap forever at that point. And... Graduation was ahead of its time. It seamlessly blended electronic music with Kanye's soul sampling sound. And just like the front cover, it was his most colorful release. And Takashi Murakami only does cover art for Kanye's best releases. At least that's what he told me. He designed uh, the cover for Kids and Ghosts as well. <laughs> also, Harrison, feel free to interject at any point. Like, we're having more of a conversation, if anything. So if you feel like I'm saying something that's completely outrageous, you know, feel free to, to throw a jab in there. Please proceed. But he always he always <laughs> says anyway. that right before he like really lays it down. So it's it's coming. Okay, I'm in. ready. I'm ready. Anyway, Kanye was not only on top of uh, the rap world, but it seemed to be that he was feeling on top of everything in his life. This was this was pre Kardashians. You know, it would be the last time uh, he was sort of free of conflict and misery. Like this was the happy Kanye. This was the not yet crazy Kanye. The loving music Kanye. The sample using Kanye. Uh, it was the biggest we'd ever heard him, and it was the antithesis, uh, antithesis of the old Kanye. And after this album, we began seeing a whole new Kanye emerged, and it was kind of, we saw the death death of his mother uh, that played a big part in 808s. Uh, and then once he got involved with the Kardashians, like I said, they sort of robbed him of his create, creative soul, um, making him solely focus on monetary gain. And once upon a time, Kanye wanted to lift people up with his music. Uh, he, he wanted to make them feel like they could do or be anything. And I think Graduation did it the best. He was shooting for inspiring stadium anthems and accomplished just that. If you're And like I said, if you're only going to play one Kanye album for your friends, it's got to be Graduation. It's easily his most accessible and consistent record. Um, also filled with some of the warmest vibes that we've had from, from a Kanye record. It was just pure fun and celebration of life. And appropriately, it begins with Kanye saying good morning, and it just exudes complete happiness and triumph. And of course, it's followed up with Champion, where that sort of picks up the pace. Uh, again, some more amazing sampling on that on that song. And then we have Stronger, where he may, he may as well have introduced the entire world to Daft Punk with Stronger. Um, this should be one of the corniest songs ever, but somehow it, it works out so damn well. Uh, it's it has again like an incredible use of sampling that made for some near pop perfection. It's a song that's still being played on the radio today. Um, one of his most motivational songs with the main hook saying "What doesn't kill me makes me stronger." Like how can you not want to want to play that all the time? And uh, people do. There's a reason why even 13 years later, it's his most listened to track on Spotify. And as a side note, of his top 10 Spotify tracks, only "Power" for "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" makes the cut, mm. um, and it comes in at number four. As, um, but, as we all know, commercial sales is equivalent, equivalent to what's best. Of course, of course. Like, yes. and that that the same thing with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like, it is just that album that is overrated. It came from that following success and that reaction of the whole Taylor Swift uh, scandal. Um, but carrying on, I wonder takes a look at making your dreams come true. Hands down, the most introspective and motivational cut, and that's even coming after stronger. Uh, Good Life keeps things going with uh, the legendary T-Pain. Of course, at this point, uh, he's he's kind of synonymous for that uh, 
that uh, auto tune sound, but like he's he's moved past that. But even then, this was like the peak of T Pain. Um, but again, uh, just another uplifting track about appreciating the good things in life, and I think that's just what graduation was—just a lot of that good energy. Can't tell me nothing brings in a darker beat. Um, but still a song about inspiring independence and following your own path despite imperfections. And, you know, I'll admit there are, there are some weaker tracks on. I'm excited on to hear you get to the these album. next yeah. few tracks. <laughs> <laughs> like Barry Bonds and Drunken Hot Girls. Like this, these sound a bit dated, but they still carry some great charm. And like Flashing Oof. Lights, dude, Flashing Lights. Okay. Where did this song come from? Yeah. This, like this is not even a Kanye song. It doesn't even sound like Kanye would have made this. It's this transcending electro pop kind of sound that, uh, again, just kind of surprising coming from Kanye. And if it's if that song doesn't make you want to get in your car, roll down the windows, and drive through the city at night, I don't think anything will. Um, again, it starts off with like one of the greatest lines in in probably all of his discography. With she don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes and cars. I don't know. It just it grabs me, man. <laughs> and everything I am chills us out with a nice piano led track things kind of calm down a little bit showing some more in depth in his lyrics um, the glory picks things back up before sending us into homecoming which is essentially Coldplay's best song ever um, and just the chorus on that track is phenomenal and then again we close on Big Brother just a good vibe a nice send off and just graduation is just a lot of killer no filler man like the, the entire album it's just bop after bop, a lot more high points than lows. Um, probably his poppiest album, but it's Kanye's most consistently engaging collection of tracks from front to back. And with songs that still play on the radio today, it, it plays like Kanye's greatest hits records. It's just simply very enjoyable. And I'll leave, I'll leave my argument at that for now. All right. All right, Harrison. Uh, do you got anything to say about what Frank just just laid out for you about graduation. I've got more than a couple things to say. <laughs> okay. So shoot, Frank, shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing words of accessible. I'm hearing poppy. I'm hearing <laughs> yeah. if you want to show anybody in the world a Kanye album, you would show them this. Yes. I'm hearing that everything is enjoyable and it's all great. <laughs> that sounds like one note boring stuff to me, brother. <laughs> Life okay. isn't all sunshine Elaborate. and daisies. We want a solid mix of good and bad. We want huge. We want small. You get, we that. Want, you get that in graduation. It's there. We want everything under the sun. We don't just want... We don't want Barry Bonds. Mm. <laughs> Barry Bonds I mean, is one of the most awkward Kanye tracks of all time. Drunken Hot Girls... I honestly do have a soft spot for, but it's not yeah, a good that song. song gets way, that song gets way too much hate, though. It's a good song. I, I it's think good for it's a laugh. Cute, but it, yeah, it, it's funny. Um, Big Brother. Can we hear about Big Brother really quick, Frank? It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a it's a solid story, but I think it's awkward. I mean, just your opinion. Just my opinion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, as we continue, I heard uh, the Spotify numbers. You're bringing mm-hmm. Spotify numbers into the of best course. album argument. Like I said. If it, it takes a collective of people to to distinguish what is a better record, and from from what those numbers say, Graduation's got some of the better songs. It's a very interesting argument. I'm not sure I fully uh, agree with it. The thing that I'll <laughs> say about Graduation is I'll give you some all-time great Kanye songs. I'll give you Can't Tell Me Nothing. I'll give you Stronger as his best sort of pop song ever. Good morning, great intro, champion, some stellar uses of his sampling. But in general, I just don't think there's a whole lot to say here. I don't think there's an arc. I don't think there's a beginning, middle, end. I don't think there's struggle. I don't think there's much problems going through this album. I want to hear the good and the bad. I want to hear heavenly. I want to hear dark. Because that's what Kanye is. When we're talking about Kanye West, we want intrigue we don't just want this glorious little happy kanye that you're describing because that's not who he is we're no. looking at and, that, we're looking and that's at what a guy. Those, those first two albums set up like the entire the point is that he's finally graduated like he's he's made it at this point and as we'd learned like he wasn't he wasn't done but it, the graduation is where kanye sort of solidified the fact that like he was somebody to pay attention to he was somebody to pay attention to, but pay attention to him because he's going to do a lot better stuff later on in his Ooh. career. Argue, arguable. We're talking about a guy that if if I'll transition into my argument right now, we're talking about a guy <laughs> that would become a sort of CEO within the music landscape. 
he's a businessman that makes music as well. And when we're talking about his best albums, I want stuff that there is that arc that I'm describing. Something Mm -hmm. early, like College Dropout, maybe, I think is also here if we're talking about all those interludes and the story of him rising up and whatnot. But still, it's sort of one note. The real story that captures everything is the absolute masterpiece, the magnum opus, which is my beautiful dark twisted (laughs) fantasy. After, after the VMA interruption of Taylor Swift, after the failing relationship with Amber Rose, we have Kanye locking himself in Hawaii, inviting all the best producers in the world, every featured artist that he wanted under the sun, and he had a project. And I don't just mean, oh, it was an album. I mean like a business project where he was controlling every aspect of everything. We have record producers like RZA, Q-Tip, Madlib, Pete Rock, Mike Dean, No ID, etc. We have features just on, if I just want to say like all of the lights features, Rihanna, Kid Cudi, Charlie Wilson... Alicia Keys, Elton John is on there, Drake, But more, more doesn't always mean better, you know? More doesn't always mean better, and you just said that more Spotify numbers means oh, better. Oh, Well, that's oh. a count, though. That's different. <laughs> if we're coming back here, more doesn't mean better, but I certainly think when you can do more and have it be better, then it's just this huge... But what if Kanye did more and it still wasn't better? What if? That's what I think. More. That's what I, I think. We'll never my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> the thing that I want to talk about here in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy <laughs> is that it is such a huge epic of an album. There is so much to talk about when he's describing these themes of excess and fame and oversaturation and the American dream in a way. He's at the top, but he knows that the top isn't as great as where he was before. Or maybe sometimes he does like it because he's a control freak and wants everything. But there's so much to talk about here because this is the definitive Kanye album. This is the benchmark. This is what everything led up to and everything since then has only gone slightly downhill depending on which album we're talking about. When we talk about an intro track, you're saying good morning. I'm saying dark fantasy. <laughs> I'm saying no. Nicki Minaj reading this like a rolled doll poem weird thing. It's so cringe. It's so it's cringe. incredible. And then you said, you said, what? what's the song that you wanted to bump down the street to flashing lights? Yeah. Once that beat drops in dark fantasy, you wouldn't rather bump down the street in that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because I don't. I like. I fantasize I about this back in Chicago. Dark Twisted Fantasy, in my opinion, is a little overrated. I don't think it's the album. I don't think it's his magnum opus at all. You're saying overrated, and you have at least three, maybe four songs on graduation, which are maybe not some are bottom tier, but just boring Kanye. There's just not a whole lot going on. Name, I want you to name, give me what the worst track is on Twisted Fantasy, please. Uh, Gorgeous. Oh, what? You did not just say gorgeous. Dude, so forgettable. The the process vocals that, like, he thinks sounds good that don't sound good whatsoever. The shit mix. Dude, the entire track, the entire track is so forgettable. It's just Kanye looping. The entire album is just Kanye looping the same beats for five minutes straight, throwing anything that he can at the wall and then seeing if it sticks. When I say some of the best verses Kanye has ever written in his career, Penitentiary sure, chances, his, the devil dances, verses, and eventually but... answers to the call of autumn. I could give you every line of that song because these are some of the best lines he's ever come up with. Also, Maybe his verses, but that mix, man, not good. That mix, I think, is fine, but you're saying that's the worst song on the album is some of his best verses ever? <laughs> and then a great chorus from Kid Cudi, a solid feature from Raekwon? Yeah, Kid Cudi's great. Yes, I, I, like, I I'm agree. Not, I'm not arguing the I'm not I'm not arguing the lyrical content of the song, but yeah, like just the song in general, the music element of the song, not so great. I think that's very interesting. I was not <laughs> expecting you to say "gorgeous" as one I wasn't of the worst either. Songs. That caught me off guard. What would you say? What would you say is the worst song on on that album? 
if I was going to pick something out, I'd probably, if I had to say so appalled, I think that's ah, okay. most forgettable, if anything. Yeah. I think the majority of the middle of that album is pretty forgettable. But oh, yeah. Brother, you're saying all of the lights, monster, devil in a new dress, and <laughs> I think, runaway? I think if I could hear anything happening aside from the drums and all of the lights, I'd probably like it a little bit more. Whew. <laughs> oh, starting Frank. a revolution being led by the drums yes <laughs> oh is that what that was <laughs> so when you hear devil in a new dress that isn't all-time kanye for you no i mean wow. like runaway runaway is pretty great uh i liked uh lost in the world it's okay power is a great track um yeah, I think power is an all-time great single yeah and even then i think one of the things that we do need to discuss is that with Kanye tracks I'm not talking about getting so pretentious and saying that anything that's popular wasn't good obviously that's not true but when I come back to Twisted Fantasy I'll remember power and I'll say wow this is an incredible track because it's something that I just don't choose to like throw on every now and then because I've heard it 10 billion times in my life (laughs) same sort of thing with stronger but when I do hear something like power and all of the lights You think back and you're saying, this is more interesting pop stadium rap than what's on graduation. There's just more going on, Frank. (laughs) When we look at every Kanye album, when we look at every Kanye album, let me get this out real quick. There's more going on. Real quick. I'm not just saying more going on. I'm saying (laughs) that there's layers to it. I'm not just saying uh, breadth, is that the word, when it's just uh, like more horizontal, there's more right. uh, options. Right. I'm saying yeah. there's depth. depth to it. When you look <laughs> at each Kanye album, you have, oh, it's this mixed with this. You have soul mixed with rap. You have gospel mixed mm-hmm. with rap. You have electropop rap. I don't know what graduation is. Dark what, Twisted what, Fantasy. What's the what, interesting wait. thing about graduation? The fact that he took his hometown, which is Chicago, like the uh-huh. home of house music, and then injected that house and that dance and that electro pop into his own soul sampling music, that's what he did. He brought his hometown and put it into graduation. But is graduation electro pop? Is that what you would yeah. call it? I would call it I just it think like it's pop watered rap. down pop rap. No, it's it's pop rap, it's electro pop, it's like stadium anthems. He essentially took ri- like rock like stadium rock and then applied it to pop and like you start seeing like even in late registration there's the or- the orchestral elements in there but yeah. i think like he really sort of like threw that into to graduation and like on my beautiful dark twist fantasy sure it's got that too but like i said i feel like he took a lot of anything that he could and like threw it in there and then even then like a lot of the the instrumentation like sure it's lush and everything but it's pretty repetitive like all all of these songs don't have to be this long like the all the songs are almost like five minutes long at this point oh we've got longer than five yeah (laughs) runaway we we got a few that are longer than that (laughs) but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying dark dark twisted fantasy is a bunch of these really long like over overly long songs that don't really go anywhere like they they have the same beat running for essentially like three or four minutes of of the track and then maybe he switches it up but i don't know a lot of the songs just kind of are a bit of a snore and i think the second half in particular like suffers from that a lot if i can listen to an album that's over an hour long and still be interested the whole time i think that that's more impressive than a shorter album where i well i still get bored by big brother and uh Barry Bonds or whatever but Mm. I just think it's so with the longer tracks that's an interesting point but there are dimensions there with Runaway this is a meltdown of sorts the thing that Mm. oh this is something that I want to talk about too when you're saying Kanye had everything going for him in graduation and it's only this uphill battle and now he's at the top and everything is good What's so interesting to me about Twisted Fantasy is that we can see every side of him confident, him scared, him terrified, him in the middle of a meltdown. Runaway is one of the more interesting tracks he's ever made because it's such this egotistical maniac understanding and being self-aware of how ridiculous everything about him is. When you Mm. look at something like Pablo... Pablo, I think, would have been 
a much more interesting fight because it just feels like Twisted Fantasy Jr. to me in a way. I think that they're <laughs> good to talk about in tandem because mm-hmm. Twi- uh, Pablo is where it's a complete and utter meltdown. Everything mm-hmm. about that is like him falling apart and the fame got too much to him or got to his head too much or something. But Twisted Fantasy is when those problems started happening, where he's mm-hmm. starting to look at everything and saying, oh, I'm having these struggles, but then he can go back and be confident on certain tracks too. But then he's looking at the darker side of fame with Hell of a, Hell of a Life, for instance, and then Lost in the World is this beautiful mayhem with Bon Iver. Ooh, the features, by the way. The mm. features are so interesting on here. You're, you're talking to me about maybe it's too much sometimes but when we can have John Legend doing the chorus on Blame Game and Bon Iver doing whatever he does on Lost in the World but then go back to <laughs> I, I, I think it was like essentially his song right like it was just, yeah. the bass sample was his it song it was definitely yeah. his intro the, yeah. the hip hop legends of Raekwon and Swizz Beats and RZA and Jay Z Rick Ross delivering one of the best verses in history, I would say, on Devil in a New Dress. That thing is incredible. I just think it's so fascinating that we can see every part of Kanye. We're not just getting one dimension. We're seeing the full-fledged benchmark album of this greatest album or greatest artist of all time, as uh, our good friend Matt would say. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't think. I don't think it's as great as you're making it out to be. I think, sure, it's got some of his strongest production, like, produced tracks on it. I think the, all these people that he's he's got on there, sure, a lot of talented people on there. Um, but, again, I just think it's kind of an inconsistent album. I think it's kind of overrated. I think um, a lot of it was an engineered move, kind of in response to uh, the critics following uh, 808s and the whole Taylor Swift thing. Uh, the title itself sounds like he stole it from an angsty teenager's diary. Um, it's just, mm. yeah, some of it, he spent $3 million on this thing to make it. Of course, it's going to sound somewhat good and probably better than, uh, or sound better than like some other things in the past, but I don't think it's got his strongest songs in them. Um, yeah, I think it just, it's filled with a ton of great ideas that I just don't think really go anywhere. A lot of the songs are just the same beats looping for, for quite some time. And the hook on hell of a life is kind of corny in my opinion. Mm. I think that it's not the most fascinating in the world but if we're talking about good hooks if we're just specifying things here's another hit Barry Bonds I keep going back to it but I just think it's one of his worst songs <laughs> hey, ever I just Barry Bonds I, I think too. that's I think at it the is, very bottom I think, I think that's one of the, the weaker songs on that album but yeah aside from that like Drunken you're still finding girls. even yeah. Drunken Hot Girls is like a good song I don't know why that song gets as much hate as it does but it's not it's not as bad as people make it out to be but I think Graduation just has those stronger songs in there. They, they come in, they do what they have to do, and then they're out. They're not there for like seven minutes looping the same beat. They're a little bit more dynamic than uh, some, most of the songs on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. More dynamic just because they're shorter? Well, yeah, and they they managed to do more in their shorter runtime than some of the songs that are twice as long on My Beautiful Dark Ooh, I don't know Fantasy. About that. And if you're mm. looking for an album that has like a real arc, then I think we're talking about like Yeezus. Yeezus has that actual. I did like almost a 20 minute video on the arc that's within Yeezus of kind of Kanye losing his way, um, going into abusing drugs and alcohol, and then kind of you know rising back up and realizing that sort of love is the answer by the time he gets to Bound Two. Um, I just I, I don't think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is as arc heavy as you're saying it is. L- let me ask you one question. Sure. Is there a single song on graduation that has a a few minutes of Chris Rock giving the funniest monologue of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I will say I will is say there, I remember hearing, I remember hearing that. Song. I remember hearing that Chris Rock, and I literally thinking like this is like I was dying listening to that the first time I heard that. But yeah, sure, I'll give you that. But the thing is, like, that's not Kanye West. That's Chris Rock, and like we all know, Chris Rock is a great comedian. That is CEO Kanye West putting together the necessary means to have all these interesting bits and pieces. And now we find now we found out where that three million dollars (laughs) went. I mean, if it works, it works. Do you know about the whole? I need to remember this specific quote. Uh, there was a sign up in the studio in Hawaii, and it was something along the lines of like, "We're here to get this done." Like uh, the idea of it was that like 
Mm-hmm. We're putting together this monumental thing. This is so important. We need to be doing this all the time. We're having like this huge breakfast every morning. We're playing yeah, basketball yeah. Was, at this time. They to were on do a schedule. To, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it's coming to me. No tweeting, um, no emailing and no talking or something like that. Like this mm-hmm. was so from top down Kanye looking at everyone and saying, you do this, you do this. And it's so interesting, too, because the egos didn't clash. We have Mm. some of the biggest musicians in the world and of all time, even. You have Elton John in the studio. You have Madlib in the studio. DJ Premier. All of these people. And they were DJ Premier. DJ Premier was on Graduation, too. You had Mos Def on Drunken Hot Girls. Lil Wayne on Barry Bonds. You had T-Pain on Good Life. Chris Martin from Coldplay. One of the biggest rock bands in the world on Homecoming. Like, they're all there, too, on Graduation. Sure, they are. But I just think that the atmosphere of what was behind Twisted Fantasy, you're saying it like, oh, he had um, the Taylor Swift situation. At, you, were you saying that reviews of 808s were not great? So he was like trying to come up with yeah. something. I well, just, yeah, he was he was kind of he was coming back with something that sounded as good as graduation or like appealed to people as well as graduation did. Well, it's a good thing he made something better than graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. I think it was a return to his sound that wasn't 808s and Heartbreak. And because it wasn't 808s and Heartbreak, people were like, ah, OK, I like that a little bit more. And then they just like that was like the height of Kanye's fame. I wouldn't say it was like the height of his production prowess. Which I'm is just wondering when the table started to turn with people's opinion of this album because if I remember correctly, it was like tens across the board, mm-hmm. like tens it's, across the board from I mean, Pitchfork and Rolling Stone and whoever else. Because when you when you experience this, this is an experience. Graduation isn't an experience. You <laughs> Graduation can't, is an experience. We flashing can't talk lights about its, flashing lights in itself is an experience. We can't talk about Kanye West and then talk about an album like Graduation where it's good. I'm not saying that it's a bad album. Yeah, I'm just and saying also that, say about Twisted Fantasy. It's a good album. But. Yeah, the thing that I'm just gonna say is that there's not a whole lot of intrigue with the whole backing of graduation. When you go from front to back, when you look at everything surrounding it and going from the story and the arc of it, I just don't think that there's a whole lot there. And I'd say the same thing with Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. A lot of it is just about that excess. And I think that comes through in the production. It's excessive to the point of being overloaded. All right, you two. Go Uh, for it, Matt. So, so I want you each to take a minute and give me, like, if you just came across me and, and I didn't know anything about Kanye, give me, you have one minute to basically convince me, like, to listen to your album. And we're going to start with Frank, since we started with Frank in the beginning, and then Alf, uh, Harrison, you'll get the final word. All right, Hank, Sounds good. Frank, go ahead. I just called you Hank, right. because Harrison, Frank. <laughs> Frank, Harrison, Hank. <laughs> Well, like I said, Graduation killed mainstream gangster rap when it came out, changed the entire landscape of rap, and it it did exactly what Kanye wanted to do with his music. Once upon a time, he wanted to lift people up with his music, make them feel like they were a god. And he he did that with some later releases, which I just don't think were My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, But just I think Graduation accomplished what Kanye wanted to do at the time. He was shooting to inspire people, to create stadium anthems, to grow his sound. Um, And if you are going to listen to one Kanye album, if you were going to give an album to the aliens in outer space and say, this was the man known as Kanye West, you would give them graduation. Mm. Hey, uh, hey, Matt. Yes. Uh, You ever heard of Kanye West? Uh, No. Who is that? (laughs) All right, so Kanye West is uh, arguably, some would say, the greatest musician of all time. And one of the biggest things with him is that he will tell you that he's the greatest musician of all time. He's very self-centered, thinks that he's the best, but he backs it up. Some of the most iconic albums of the past uh, 20 years or so. Mm. With each album, the thing that I think is so interesting about Kanye and why I love him so much is that he tackles different sounds with each release. He can go from doing gospel rap to soul rap to this stadium sound and electro pop. Something is industrial, and then he goes back to this super gospel-heavy stuff. And wouldn't you want to hear just, like, a compilation of all of those? 
just bits and pieces of everything he's done in his career. You want to hear like the pinnacle of Kanye West. You want to get the maximalist vibe of this larger than life figure. You want the album that has a short film that accompanies it. You want the album that has the songs that are eight minutes long just for the sake of showing you I'm the best ever and I can make songs that are eight minutes long and I can have Chris Rock the comedian doing this strange monologue on the outset and I can have features and producers from all walks of life and every time period to show you that this is the best album I've ever made. It's the benchmark for who I am and my career. It's bits and pieces of everything I've done. And uh, Gorgeous is a great song. <laughs> Gee golly, he sure sounds interesting. I better check him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, so my favorite album is kind of like a revolving door because there are so many things to like about so many except for jesus is king uh <laughs> i good mean point. Good point. i don't i don't think it's a terrible album but that's a whole nother no, i think there's some good fun songs in there but yeah as far as probably like, his weakest right for him like uh the rest of the yeah. albums it's like a revolving door and so uh i i actually have it at one point in my life i've had graduation at the top i've had the life of pablo at the top i've had i've had a uh, late registration at the top and my beautiful dark sister fantasy and 808s i've had all of those in in as, as my favorite uh kanye album listening to your arguments um i agree with everything positive you said about both the albums every positive thing i was like yes 100 percent. frank uh some of the things you have to say about my beautiful dark sister <laughs> fantasy i think are pretty uh <laughs> out there bold. but yeah, yeah bold if you want to call it that um mm-hmm. or wrong but anyway um <laughs> I, am i allowed to give a tie or do i have to like lean one way because no like, if you if you feel a tie in you yeah explain go ahead so yeah i i feel like i have to give a tie because like and i know that might be sound a little uh, anticlimactic but like both these i was just listening to both of these albums before coming into this and like mm-hmm. It, it sometimes like I feel like if you go without listening to these albums for a while it's like you kind of get more of um I don't know you lose a little perspective on it but then I listened to them yeah. both and like dude graduation like there's so many greats in fact I would say just about every single thing on here is like I, I actually do like wow. Big Brother um, like uh, me too it's a good closing track <laughs> I, I, that's actually kind of a hot take to like Big Brother but um kinda I think goofy. like it kind is kind of goofy. It is, it is. But like, I mean, there's goofy stuff on both of these albums. It, That's I mean, yeah. Stronger is like, it, like I said, it shouldn't work. It's the goofiest thing in the world. But yeah, it and works. like, uh, I mean, I would say honestly, like the goofiest parts of my beautiful dark Twisted fantasy aren't actually Kanye. But we're talking about him as the CEO on this one, right? We're, we're talking about the Jay Z verse, aren't we? <laughs> I am talking we're, about we're, the we're Jay Z verse. Monster verse. Uh, monster. Uh, what does he say? Uh, he's like ghouls King and Kong. goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like we're calling this song Monster, and it's like he didn't listen to anything from either of the other two contributors. Well, three contributors on it, four contributors. On yeah. It. Man, there's a lot of people on this, but um, uh, like he didn't listen to any of that. He just said like, so the song is called Monster and Jay-Z is like, okay, gotcha on it. Yeah, I heard about this, yeah. (laughs) Let me list 37 monsters. Right. So like that is like the weakest point I would say of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And I'd say the weakest point of graduation would be uh, Drunken Hot Girls, even though it's fun and and all that. It's just like, I wouldn't say the most, uh, you know timeless song or anything but sure but uh yeah dude i gotta give a tie i'm sorry I, 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 it's too hard <laughs> no worries man hey if uh if you're listening and you want to help break this tie you can vote for who you think won this round of middle eight madness harrison with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or middle eight with graduation so you can vote at more middle eight on our twitter or on youtube uh on our community uh, community page at youtube.com slash middle eight um, I love like I love both of these albums. I love all of Kanye's albums. Like it's hard for me to even diss my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because mm-hmm. yeah, it's got some great songs on it. But I I just think it pales in comparison to a lot of the at least for me a lot of the like catchier hits from Kanye. Like I will agree that this is it's probably his most ambitious, but I won't yep. say it's like his his best. I think Graduation has stronger tracks. Uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> but Twisted Fantasy, I just think, is a more diverse, interesting field where mm. there's... I'm, I'm just uh, more fascinated by it, and there's so much more going on. And because this guy is, like, my forever lifelong idol... If you're giving me a nine-minute track, I'm going to take that nine-minute track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to enjoy every second of it and whatever weird vocoder effects you do for three minutes at the end of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> graduation, I just... Like what you were saying, Matt, I just think that if I'm going to go for, oh, this is my favorite Kanye album right now or whatever, I just mm. don't find myself choosing it because I just don't... I'm I'm just not too interested in it. I I think it's incredible and some of the best songs ever. That initial starting six of Good Morning Champion, Stronger, um, I Wonder, Good Life, Can't Tell Me Nothing. That is ridiculous. That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. But then we teeter off a little bit and there's ups and downs. I also think that um the sampling on graduation is such a huge point where like that was kind of like the the golden age of Kanye sampling. Mm-hmm. I will say that too. I think that was that was like his I think the peak of like his pop sound. And mm-hmm. then when we when we moved from there cuz yeah, 808s was definitely like a a big turn in direction and a lot of people just weren't like they a lot of people didn't really consider it a rap album when that had come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, another yeah. point that you didn't make uh, was that Graduation gave us that video of John Mayer and Kanye doing that awkward hug thing. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been a huge that, plus in that your Yeah, that would have won the entire thing. <laughs> See, initially I was going to pick Life of Pablo because um, I think I think Life of Pablo almost plays out similarly in like a greatest of Kanye, um, but almost Completely like more agreed. of like a mix almost like more of like a mixtape though where like taking all of his past sounds and then sort of um that seemed like a collection of ideas where he was kind of just like okay let me let me see what i can get from like this little idea that i had while i was on the toilet yesterday kind Mm -hmm. of thing and like i said Um, before just like him having this meltdown like pablo is right that arc is there yeah yeah. it's like his white album like the beatles white album it's like just like Mm -hmm. all like this long escapade through a bunch of different stuff that he just had going and like the orange album is his white album (laughs) yeah (laughs) i definitely don't and since then i think he's kind of fallen off a bit i don't know what do you what did you guys think of of yay when that came uh out? i think kitsy ghost is his greatest album ever <laughs> actually dude yeah i told you her like whatever album uh Hurikami, is it Hurikami? am i pronouncing that right yeah uh, uh, is doing yeah, uh close visuals enough. on mirakami right mirakami yeah I think, whatever yeah. he's doing visuals on is usually uh kanye's strongest problem so i think or strongest album so i think he's got to come back and start doing covers for our uh kanye or that was yeah. one of the, it's just gonna be downhill from there the weirdest times for him because i personally yay was the first kanye album i've ever heard in my life where i'm just like i don't really know if i like this like every single other album even if i don't think it's like absolutely perfect like i can say that barry bonds kind of sucks and that um jay-z's verse on monsters terrible and uh whatever uh a hell of a life's kind of goofy but with all of these albums college dropout late registration graduation 808s everything from college dropout to yeezus i'd say or pablo i'd say all of those i can be like oh it's either perfect or like near perfect in my eyes just because i'm such a huge kanye fan and then hearing Mm -hmm. yay i'm like i like half of this which is such a weird moment for me because disliking half of it but i was gonna say half of it's like three songs (laughs) exactly but (laughs) then you hear kids see ghosts and you're like okay no he still has it yeah like i that was um my first actual um like i had never been able to anticipate a kanye album like the life of pablo was actually my introduction to kanye and it was by accident. I was hanging out with some <laughs> friends and they were big fans of Kanye and like they were listening to that on the night that that came out. And so that was how Matt, I got into Matt, are you nine that. years old? <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I, I was pretty late in the game. I didn't get into hip hop until I was like a sophomore in high school. So I was kind of late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a uh, real quick sidebar, I just want to say I uh, left school because uh, Yeezus leaked and I like called out <laughs> and I just left in the middle of school. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah like yay and kitsy ghost that whole like five album kanye produced album like summer month like yeah that was like my 
very first experience of anticipating and then listening on the night of that an, uh, for an album mm. to come out. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was about like a, f- a few weeks after both of them had come out and I'd heard them both and I, and I really liked them both, but I uh, listened to them both back to back while I was like under the influence and uh, <laughs> uh, like yay felt like the closing of a, of a book. Like it felt like the end of an mm. era and Kitsy Ghost felt like the opening of a new era to a me new one. at that ah, time. Because, like yeah. yeah, listening, I remember he was doing the listening parties for uh, just all those albums at the time. And I remember listening to Ye and thinking, like, oh, this, is, this is okay. And But, like, listening to it now, I think it's actually grown on me a lot more. And mm-hmm. I, I will say I probably like about more than 50% of, of the album. And, again, it's only, like, seven songs, so, like, four of them. But, yeah, when Kitsy Ghost premiered, like, the week or whatever it was later like that felt like this is what we were kind of waiting for mm-hmm. um yeah, and like I'm, I'm excited to see what kanye and cuddy do again because uh, at this point i think cuddy if anything is he's kind of on this massive comeback tour um, oh, yeah. and i think kitsy ghosts was more kid cuddy's uh contribution and like the reason why that album is so great is because of kid cuddy and yeah. i think if anything kanye gets a little too much um a good good words for uh, his production when he isn't the only one producing on that thing. Dr. On Genius the next episode, pretty of big. Uh, uh, <laughs> Doctor Genius was Doctor Genius was a massive part of uh, putting that album together. Like that's Cody's like old school producer. So I don't know. I think I think Kanye gets a little too much uh, uh, praise for Kids Ghosts when I don't know. He didn't really show up for that one, in my opinion. We're gonna have to fight I on that one. <laughs> just some of the. Uh verses on kids see ghost felt like such a comeback when mm. after yay i'm like i haven't heard a good kanye verse in far too long and then with like um fire and reborn he like actually sounds like he's into it again and i'm like and oh thank montage. god well because he had re- he had re-recorded everything on yay at least he says he did um like not even a week or two before it came out he scrapped everything and then like restarted i believe so maybe that's why because kids see ghost seems like a project that they were working on for like a year or two prior yeah it was like whereas yay yeah whereas yay felt much more like that sort of two-week process and then yeah i don't know what jesus jesus's king is but like um (laughs) i don't know like like, exactly i don't know what kanye does next like does he release uh donda is it something else completely do we get the old kanye back what Uh, what is another still waiting on turbo graphics x yeah i'll take that um i'll take that so he was talking about releasing Donda and everything, and then lately, I don't know if you've kept up, but he's been talking about his deals with Universal and Sony and everything. Yeah, I've been seeing some of that on Twitter, and yeah. I think that might be part of the holdup because he is like really not happy with the deals he has with them, and I think he wants... I guess apparently he's in a lifelong contract with Universal or something mm-hmm. like that, and I think is he wants to... Is good music owned by Universal? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I didn't. Re- he posted all of his papers and contracts, but I didn't. It's read like them associated all, so. with um, Def Jam. I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There's several things. Yeah, I think it's there. all subsidiary of like Universal or something. Because yeah. what isn't? Yeah. Um, <laughs> at this point, D- Def Jam, I guess, a d- is a division of UMG. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like, I think that that's part of the holdup. Is like he's got a lot of music. I think he's sitting on, but like mm. I think he wants to not release it with the same powers that be that he's been working with for so long. Yeah, mm. I think his problem is the Kardashians, man. I honestly think anything that he's released since he's been dating a Kardashian has kind of almost been not lifeless, but it seems like his soul is so is slowly leaving him in a way and then that's why like he's had these dramatic breakdowns where he's having to find god and like refind his soul again because the kardashians just think that like <laughs> life is money he was so, with kim for yeezus right yes i think just yeah they were like just dating and i think yeah. that's what got him to like go to paris he was like very much in this like lavish lifestyle yeah let's go produce like in paris and let's go to the louvre and like make this like bold kind of expensive sounding album kind of thing and then I do yeah, think I they, it just they, kind of went downhill from there. They they definitely, I would say, capitalize on his mental illness. Like when he has a total breakdown, <laughs> they definitely leverage that for their personal gain. I think he, yeah, I think he does it to himself too. I think he, I think that's part of like his album rollouts because just before an album's always coming out, Kanye's doing something absurd to so that he can talk about it in his album. I think that's that's the point of his. To his be fair, too, like. Kanye, like he's at a level of fame that I hope, 
I would never ever experience. I I <laughs> I don't think that like that sort of lifestyle is appealing in the slightest. And if I had that, like, if I had to worry about just walking out the door, even be even being inside my house, and then like contact mm. with like people that I've never met before, or like anything like that, I have to be kind of like wary because I know that everybody wants to take advantage of you because you've got all this money and yeah. all these connections and all that. Yeah, it's like I who would can probably, you trust who's really on your side, who has a, your best interest right, in mind. I would probably Especially lose Especially for somebody that, um, somebody that like is such a visionary and wants to push things forward that yeah. everyone is constantly going to be calling him crazy because he mm-hmm. just wants to do different things. And if he yeah. like puts up a weird collage and he's just like oh this is what i'm doing right now there are going to be a billion websites being like oh has kanye lost his mind again he posted 10 instagram yeah, pictures dude. today <laughs> i get annoyed there with was that, that, um, that clip when he I was think... on jimmy kimmel one time and he's like talking about how his mom told him to like always be strong and never care what anyone thinks and just like keep pushing forward and it's just mm-hmm. like that's what i always try to look back to when whenever he's doing something that seems pretty weird slash bad slash uh taking advantage of whoever and whatever it's like yeah he's been through too much yeah yeah Yeah. i think he's lost a bit of like his his vision and his way because like i said with graduation he was all about kind of making people feel powerful through his music and i think at some point it transitioned into how can i monetize everything in my life um music included kind of thing I, don't I mean, know. he's still a great producer, and I think he still kind of, like, wants to give people a message through his music. But, like, with Jesus is King, like, he didn't have to preach Jesus to us, but, like, he could have preached those teachings in a way that people would have comprehended through his like music. Like, ultra light beams. I, yeah, yeah. That's and, like, he's been expecting. doing the whole soul sampling his entire career. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's just It just seems like he's kind of lost a bit of his direction. But hopefully he finds it, because I, I hope that's what the point of Jesus is King was. was. But again, if you guys want to vote uh, for who you think won this Middle 8 Madness, you can do so on Twitter at more middle 8 or on YouTube.com slash Middle 8 on the community page. But Harrison, thanks for uh, joining me in this heated debate. Uh, thank you for having me. It's always oh, nice talking to you guys. I'm still reeling from you saying that Gorgeous is a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go and listen to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy again and then turn it off about halfway through. Oh, but- <laughs> but yeah thanks for coming on man and thank you again for listening uh talk to you guys in the next one